You're listening to a podcast from Catalyst Vineyard Church, Aberdeen. You can find out more about our church, as well as more talks on our website, catalyst.fin. Good morning. Good morning. If you'd like to take your seats. So... Uh, my name's Chuck, I'm one of the leaders here, and um, we, this is a really exciting Sunday for us, it's our Vision Sunday, and this morning we are joined by all of our other sites, so there's about, I'm guessing like 140 people in this room at Aberdeen Central, but there are many multiples of that number in other rooms that are kind of joining in our room too, via the cameras at the back, and so why don't we just give them a big cheer... Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so uh, if you're visiting this morning, then th- this is like a really unusual Sunday. So normally what we do is we open up the scriptures and then we'll take half an hour or so to unpack a passage of scripture. Usually that's the passage after the one we looked at last week. And um, this morning's a bit different. We're going to take some time to celebrate what God's been doing in our church and uh, also to look at the financial resources of our church and then we're going to take some time to look at the, the year ahead. And I hope it's really super encouraging for you, even if you're visiting, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, we're going to start with um, just a, a short reading from the book of Philippians chapter 1. If you've got your Bible with you, you might want to turn to that, but I'm going to read it in my best voice. And so hopefully, and it might, oh, it'll come up on the screen as well, there you go. This is the Apostle Paul, he says this, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day. I'm getting so emotional. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, From the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will, con- will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. That's God's word to us today. Oh, there you go. Friends, if you were to take our church, uh, all of its activities and ministries and expressions and everything that we do, and you were to kind of put it in a big saucepan and boil it down, reduce it down until you get to the kind of concentrated essence of our church, I think what you'd find is the essence of our church is partnership. Like, the, we're one church that does lots of things in lots of places, but we're doing it together. We're pooling our time, we're pooling our talents, we're pooling our resources, uh, we're, we're doing it together, and, and, and the goal is that we have an impact for the kingdom of God in this region and in the nation and in the nations. And, and so what I want to do this morning is to um, take you through our vision statement. About 15 years ago, somebody said to me, you have to write a vision statement in one sentence. And so I wrote the world's longest sentence. Uh, And uh, uh, pretty much I'm the only person who can ever remember it. uh, And even then, only on a good day. But but, uh, this is how we um, express what we're aiming at. And it's also, therefore, how we measure how we're doing. How's the family business? How's it all going? And uh, so the vision statement is this, God is calling us 
So we're a called people, right? We're, we're trying to follow obediently the leading of the Spirit. Uh, and um, so he's calling us to be a growing, worshipping community of Jesus followers, passionate about being and speaking good news to the world. And so we're just going to take some time to break that down. The first thing is growing, growing. Let's just stop to think about the context we find ourselves in. In March 2020, those of us who are kind of uh, part of the leadership of the church, we had this agonizing decision about whether or not we should have church on Sunday, you know, and, and uh, it was such a painful and difficult decision, the idea that we would suspend all of our services for one weekend. And it turned out that most of our sites were unable to meet together at all in person, really, for 83 weeks. So if you'd have said to me, oh, most of the church won't be able to meet together in person for 83 weeks, I would have said, well, that's probably the end of the church. But the Lord has been so, <laughs> so faithful to us. So faithful to us. And... Um, uh, like a butterfly emerging from a chrysalis, about this time last year, we just started to think about how can we relaunch all of our sites. Uh, many, many of you signed up and said, I'm in, I'll serve wherever is necessary, I'll do whatever it takes. And lots of you signed up to be part of ministries that, you, that wouldn't have been your choice. And we are so grateful to you. As a result of that, we were able to launch all of our sites again, which was fantastic. And obviously, once we relaunched our sites, it became really, really clear that we'd lost some people along the way. That not everyone who had been part of our church before made it through the COVID pandemic for one reason or another. And we really miss lots of people. Um, and... and uh, you know, many, many people in our church family have tried so hard to kind of leave the 99 and go after the one and find out where they are. And, and if you've done that, thank you. But also, can we keep doing that? There are people appearing even now after two and a half years who, who we haven't seen for two and a half years. And we're so glad that they're back around the family again. And there are still others to come, I'm sure. But we have to be the kind of church that goes looking for people when they go missing. It's also true to say that our church is growing now as fast as it ever has done in our history. And so you'll know that every week in all of our sites, we hold up a Count Me In card. We say, if you're in, if you're deciding this is your home, fill in a Count Me In card online or on, you know, on the paper version. And, and that expresses your commitment. And you, you know, you're saying, this is, this is going to be my spiritual family whilst I live in this place. And over the last 12 months, and actually really only in the last six months, because we were all still wearing masks and social distancing and all that stuff up until Easter, unbelievably, uh, 142 adults and 67 new children have, and young people have counted themselves in and joined the family, which is amazing. And so as of today, we believe that our uh, church is made up of 1,269 men, women and children uh, who call Catalyst Vineyard their spiritual home. Yeah, it's good. It's amazing. And so I know, you know, whenever you're in one of our sites, you maybe don't realize, but the scale of what God's been building over the last 15 years, years or so, or 30 years, in fact, in our church history is just astonishing. Uh, he's calling us to be a, a worshipping community. 
And we're so grateful for all of the, the team who serve us so faithfully and so beautifully in worship week by week. There are about 100 people, about 70 worship leaders and team, and about 30 tech team who just serve us week by week. They're often the first people to arrive. They're often the last people to leave. And um, by the way, can we have a cheer for the tech team? Let's just cheer the tech team. During, during COVID, without the tech team, there wasn't anything happening. And so we are so thankful to all of the people who served in, in that way. Um, uh, one of the things that the Worship Tribe have been doing over the last while is investing in particular in our young worship team, uh, our, our young people. And so uh, I'm going to introduce now a video from Andrew, uh, who's going to tell us about what that's been ha- what's been happening there. Hey church, you are about to hear from two of our amazing young people that are involved on the worship team. They're going to share a little of their journey over the last couple of years and what they love about being a part of team. So here is Daisy and Noah. Hi, I'm Daisy and I go to the Inverurie site. I've really enjoyed being involved with worship over the past few years. I've gone from backing vocals to co-leading to now leading by myself. It's been an incredible journey as my passion and love for worship has grown. I've always been passionate about worship since I was very little and it's something that I just really enjoy. And I love leading the congregation from the front and seeing everybody connecting with the Lord and the Holy Spirit. And I equally enjoy being in the congregation and being part of the church as I sing. I am so excited to see what God is gonna teach me and how I continue to grow in worship leading. And I'm so excited to see what he'll do through our youth and through the rest of our church. Hey guys. So the first time that I ever did worship leading was way back in 2020 it was during the online days it was on um it was on youth online and um (laughs) it was it was a bit ropey um it was uh but i just really enjoyed it um i just feel like god was calling me out to do even more so i i I was doing that more and more and then we came out of lockdown and i got some uh, the chance to do some stuff in real life at youth when i wasn't drumming at my site and i just feel like god is is calling me to do this even more and um, when I'm doing it, it's just nothing I'd rather I'd rather be doing. And I'm just counting down the next days every time I I finish it, um, just until the next time I get to do it. And I'm just so thankful, and I'm just ready ready for more. And I'm just so thankful ever for everything. In a bit. It's good. It's good. At about this time last year, we started to have conversations with a fellowship in Peterhead who. Uh, Uh, were wondering whether or not they should join us. Uh, And so uh, we prayed together, we met together, and it was really clear that the Lord was knitting our hearts together with that uh, church family. Uh, And it seemed good to us, it seemed good to the Holy Spirit. And so what they in fact ended up doing was um, closing down their church and giving us their building and all of the remaining money in their bank account and then joining with us heart and soul. And and it's just been an amazing story of unity in the church, really extraordinary. And as a result of that, we were able to send Ali and Lorna McRoberts to Peterhead to start Catalyst Vineyard Peterhead in uh, January. And it's been going absolutely brilliantly. So they've already seen people coming to faith. They've been baptising people in the sea. There's a beautiful sense of community 
community being formed. So there's now a brand new worshipping community of Catalyst in Peterhead that there wasn't before, which is fantastic. Uh, a community, God is calling us to be a community and not a crowd. And it's a community that cares for, for each other. A number of our community, our church, have lost close friends or family members. Lots of people have been unwell, of course, during the last season. And it's been so beautiful to see the church family wrapping themselves around people in times of difficulty. And I, I know we don't always get it right, and some people do fall through the gaps, but, but you guys as a church family and you guys as a, you know, all of you are doing a phenomenal job of just loving people when they really, really need it. And it's also been amazing to see the family celebrating together. And I'm thinking about things like weddings and when new babies are born and all these kinds of things. When the church just seems to know what to do to support people in those moments. In one of the sites I was hearing that just... Um, for families who've received a new baby into their house, that particular site had cooked over a hundred meals and delivered them onto the doorstep, not including all the other reasons for dropping casseroles on the doorstep, which is fantastic. And we're now going to see a video from Sarah and Shin. Sarah and Shin are part of our north site, and they've arrived at our church and immediately went through a bit of a tough time, and they want to talk about how the church supported them through that. Hi, my name is Shin. And I'm Sarah. Uh, we moved to Aberdeen in May of this past May, and we've been attending Catalyst North since. And so we were asked to share about our experience of being, becoming a part of the community. So in some sense, we're actually pretty new. Uh, we haven't been part of a connect group yet, though it's about to start up um, for us. And we're getting to know people. But on the other hand, we actually have had a lot of experiences of receiving prayer that helps us feel like actually we're part of this community, that this is our community. When we first moved to Aberdeen, there was a lot of unexpected stuff that happened and it was emotionally, spiritually, actually pretty exhausting. So every Sunday we would show up and people would pray for us and hear words for us that we really needed to get through each week. And so for us, a lot of this summer was being carried by prayer that people were praying for us. Um, and we're just so grateful for that. It helps us feel like we're part of a family. Um, some people just can hear words and encourage us in ways that just conversation wouldn't. So we're really grateful to experience that kind of community. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think even praying for others has been a really great place for me to feel like I'm a part of the community. Um, and yeah, it's just been a lovely time and I've been getting to know more people and we call this home because how the, how folks at Catalyst North really received us and prayed for us and we're praying with them as if, you know, we are family. So I'm so excited, uh, to be, to continue to be a part of this family. So good. So good. One of the ways that we care for one another in community is with our connect groups and over the last year there have been 130 different connect groups meeting across the city and shire and just the wide range of activities and things that people have done in those connect groups will make your head spin wild swimming fire pits movie groups mums and tots knitting groups running groups and masses of different types of bible study groups and if you've led one of those groups in any of our sites we just want to say a huge thank you to you for doing that it's really a, a huge 
huge contribution to the sense of community that, it, that takes place in our church. One person specifically wrote to us to say that for them, during all of the restrictions and so on, their connect group was an absolute lifeline for them. And, uh, you know, it was like they didn't know how they would have made it through that time if it wasn't for their connect group. And I'm sure that's an, they're just expressing something that lots of people in our church felt. So thank you so much. It's a community that prays for one another. And we've seen some remarkable answers to prayer. And in fact, there's something that the Lord is doing that's fresh in our church right now in terms of um, uh, healing and, and the supernatural, which is really extraordinary. So for, I've just got a couple of examples to share with you. Um, Brenda from our Stonehaven site wrote this. She said, following bowel surgery five years ago, I've been in constant pain in my right side and also had a tight constricted band all around my upper abdomen. I'd been prayed for countless times for healing, but nothing seemed to shift. In April this year, a lady from our church prayed for me for healing. Two things happened straight away. There was a popping sensation in my right-hand side as she placed her hands on me and prayed. Immediately the pain went. She continued to pray, and what followed was an involuntary uh, uh, what followed was involuntary contractions all around my upper abdomen, and the tight constricted band also disappeared. And she went on to say that since April, she's, she's confident she's been completely healed, and she's no longer taking the four omprezole and three docusate tablets that she took every day. That's amazing, isn't it? In... In our Ellen site, there's a guy there who um, had two particular issues with his legs. One of them is he had gout in his feet, which was agony, and also he had really, really bad knees. And so as a result of that, he was using um, crutches, and, and he'd been in such agony that he'd not slept for 48 hours, and his wife said it, was like he was, it sounded like he was giving birth all through the night. And so he was just in extreme agony. There's a picture on the screen there. I hope you can see it. Um, uh, you can see, uh, not terribly well in this light, but, but the right-hand foot is red and very swollen. And, and so uh, Tammy and Brian, the site pastors for the Ellen site, they went over to, to their house, they laid hands on him, they prayed for him, and it was obvious that immediately God was doing something really remarkable. And, and he, he described later on this, this incredible encounter with Jesus where he was almost taken out of his body to meet Jesus. And whilst that was happening, something really dramatic was happening when he went after about 20 minutes his his feet and his knees were completely healed and I don't know whether you can see this is 20 minutes later it's a shame but the right foot is back to completely back to its normal shape and size with no uh, swelling no redness whatsoever and we'll try and put it onto social media or something like that so that you can see it but and he, he was so it was so dramatic that he got up and he said I think I'd better show you to the door and he was able to walk them straight away to the door it's astonishing just an amazing, amazing miracle of, of healing. Uh, so God's calling us to be a community. He's calling us to be a community of Jesus followers. And at the heart of what we do is a desire for all of us to walk more closely with Jesus, isn't it? To, to, to become more like Jesus and to learn to do the things that Jesus did. And we're so grateful especially to all of the team, the, the, the team of legends that serve our children week by week. There are 107 of you across the sites who serve our children. And um, some of you are doing it right now as I speak, and you'll maybe catch up on this later on. And you're serving well over 100 children every week. Uh, 
And I love what you're doing. Listen to this. Uh, Sarah wrote this, who's our uh, kids pastor. She said, across our sites, our kids have been pressing into the presence and power of the Holy Spirit and learning to hear God's voice for themselves. Every Sunday, our kids enjoy a ministry time together where they can respond to what God's been saying and doing and experience his presence and power for themselves. Frequently, our kids are getting words and pictures for themselves or one another and praying for each other. There have also been weeks where the kids have felt God has spoken to them for the people within the adult service, and they've had the opportunity to come upstairs and to pray and respond to what the kids have shared. The the kids' team are desperate to reach out to more kids and to reach more families, and they've run two family outreach events. One of them was an Easter egg hunt, and the other one was a Superhero Saturday event. And through those two events across all of our sites, uh, 1,651 children were reached, and, uh, and that's not including all of the family members who attended too. And apparently during that event, they gave away 11,568 Easter eggs, which is adding to the national obesity crisis in a quite traumatic way, but never mind. Um, all, of the, all of the different kids teams in the different sites are now innovating and trying to figure out how do we do this in a fresh way post-COVID. So for example, in the Ellen site, the kids team there have been running a Friday night kids club uh, just for the kids in the local community. There's been about you know, sweets and games and fun and also just learning together about who God is and what God does. And somebody wrote this. They said, during one of the evenings, a member of the team shared about the peace that Jesus gives and afterwards a little boy came up and wanted to share about some some of his own fears and he told her that sometimes he gets so afraid that his stomach hurts she said I told him I would pray he said it wouldn't work nothing ever works she said well I know God answers prayer the next week he returned and said that his fears had gone and so had his stomach pains it's lovely isn't it In Central, they've been running, Aberdeen Central, they've been running a kids' midweek small group looking at Psalm 23. And at the start of the group, some of the boys were just gobsmacked at the idea that anyone could memorise bits of the Bible. But by the the end of term, all of the kids in this particular group had memorised the whole of Psalm 23. And uh, they they wrote, something that we're praying stays in their hearts forever. The youth team have also been amazing. They've been serving week by week all of the the teenagers and young people with equal levels of brilliance and dedication. And as well as serving our kids every single week, uh, once a year they take all of our kids away to a weekend away. And at the weekend of the way this time around, about 10 young people gave their lives to Jesus, which was fantastic. They've also been running Youth Alpha. And we're going to have a video now from Samuel McBean from the Inverurie site who's going to tell us about how he ran Youth Alpha. Hello everyone, I'm Sam McBean, you all know me. Um, And today I'm going to tell you a little bit about my faith before, during and after the ALF course and why I want to help lead the next one. So before the ALF course, I was more of an outward Christian and an inner Christian. I was just going through all the actions and um, saying the right answers to the right questions. I'm going to church every week and it was more pleasing the parents than anything else. Um, But when I was invited to the Alpha course, I started to um, realize throughout it, I was getting more and more confident that God actually was real. And the reason for this was because there's actual evidence 
on the history of Jesus's life, death and resurrection outside the Bible. And when I found this out, I realized, oh, it must be 100% true. So then I really did, then it finally sunk in that he died for me. And I think that was a massive turning point in my faith. And um, I just really want other people to experience the same thing I experienced. And um, I think it's one of the most important things you could do. So I encourage you all to come along for the next stuff course. Thank you very much. Brilliant. So the youth team have also started a ministry called Grow, which is for S5s and S6s. And that's just a space particularly for them to help them practically and spiritually equip for life after school. And so they kind of cook together, believe it or not, and then they eat together and explore challenging subjects and worship and pray together. In the summer, a whole bunch of our young people went away to DTI, Dreaming the Impossible, and every single one of them had a dramatic experience with God. And they've all come back very different. And if you're not, you haven't heard about that, then just grab one of the young people and ask them, because it's just astonishing what God's done during that time. That's the children and... Oh no, there's one other thing. There was a, a young person who got... Or lots of the young people have been baptised this year. But one of the young people has won an award for inviting the most number of people. So she invited 20... She persuaded 25 of her school friends to come to witness her being baptised, which is absolutely awesome. Um, that's the children and youth, then students and young adults. Again, the Lord's doing something really lovely and beautiful amongst that particular group. Um, and um, they've been meeting together weekly in connect groups and then monthly as a whole group together. If you're a new student here today in one of our sites, by the way, a massive welcome to you. It's fantastic to have you with us. Uh, I believe there's student lunches happening today. Uh, one of the students wrote this, I really feel that God has been stirring the hearts and minds of our students and young adults. Everyone is seeking him more deeply, wanting to learn more about him and longing for more. Another huge part of us all, uh, some of us learning to become uh, more like Jesus and stepping into leadership has been our leadership college. So for five years or so, Sarah Robertson has been pioneering our leadership academy. And then uh, just recently, we kind of offered the leadership academy to the wider Vineyard family. And in fact, it's now been rolled out around the whole of the Vineyard in the UK and Ireland. There are now five different campuses of the Vineyard Leadership College that Sarah is overseeing and uh, just last week they started and they have 82 people joined that from all over the movement which is amazing and we're just really praying for those 82 and please be praying for those 82 and also you know the hundreds and hundreds of people who will come year after year and join that thing is amazing we're passionate about being good news to the world. And one of the sweet things that the Lord has given us over the last while is space to talk. It's such a simple idea. You just show up in a town centre or a city centre with some chocolate and you just make yourself present or, you know, we make ourselves as a church present to people to listen to them and to pray for them. And of course, the truth is that during the last couple of years, lots of people have gone through all kinds of trauma and so lots of people have got things that they want to talk about. Uh, even just in one of our sites, in the Ellen site, they reckon they've had over a thousand significant and deep and important conversations and opportunities to pray with people during that space to talk ministry, which is extraordinary. 
Uh, we've, we've been running Storehouse, the, the food bank, for years. Uh, but obviously during the pandemic, the need for food just re- and the uh, cost of living crisis, the need for food has become really, really acute. And so the Transform team leased a van and they converted it into a mobile free supermarket called a community pantry. Also the Inverurie site, they got horse box and in partnership with the Fisher Group, they turned that into a community pantry. So we have these two mobile community pantries. And through those two community pantries, you've given away more than 280,000 meals. It's amazing. 118 tons worth of food to 2,893 individuals, which includes 974 children who desperately need it. And apparently, well, I know for a fact that over the course of that time, a whole bunch of people have come to the pantry van or the pantry trailer, and they've had conversations about the Lord, they've then been invited to an Alpha course, they've had a significant encounter with the Holy Spirit at the Alpha course, they've committed their lives to Jesus, and they've now been added to the church, which is exactly what you'd want to happen. A number of you have been involved in uh, serving the Debt Centre, the Christians Against Poverty Debt Centre, and in the last 12 months, 13 people have become free from debt completely, which is amazing. So that's now 31 since the the debt centre started, and they currently have 36 active clients. 14 of those are new this year. And we now have a video from one of the clients uh, to hear from. So let's do that. This is Karen. This is Karen. Karen started as a CAP client at the end of 2021 and recently, a few months ago, went debt-free, which is amazing. Uh, Karen's just going to share a little bit about her story. So, Karen, why don't you tell us a little bit about what your life was like before you came into contact with CAP and Catless Vineyard Church? So, before I came in contact with uh, anybody from CAP, what I was doing was I was borrowing money to pay debt off, or a little bit of debt off. Then I'd have to borrow more money to pay that other bit of debt off. And... In the end, I ended up with horrendous amount of debts. Debts that I couldn't afford and didn't know who to pay, what to pay, and ended up not paying anybody. And because I didn't pay anybody, the bills were getting higher on their own. It was awful, absolutely awful. And, and how did the team support you? So... Even when I first met with one of the CAP members, then eventually we worked out a budget, which I am now living at. Yeah, great. And would you tell us a wee bit more about your life now? Uh, what, what difference has coming into contact with CAP made in your life? So li- life now isn't perfect. It's better than it was. I'm not crying at all now. Um, debt free, which is a, a great blessing in my life. Um, and I'm grateful for all the support that I've had. Powerful, isn't it? So powerful. Another one of the uh, Catalyst Transform Ministries is parish nursing and that's just an opportunity for anyone uh, who wouldn't normally um, easily access healthcare just to sit with a a volunteer nurse from our church and and have a bit of a checkup. and um, it's actually amazing 
some of the stuff that I read about that is literally saving people's lives. And so, for example, there was one person, they said, I think I would have died if you hadn't checked my blood pressure and helped me to get a doctor's appointment. And that person was completely unaware that they had really very dangerously high blood pressure, but they were able to get an appointment booked with a doctor and uh, get some really serious health care as a result of that. Somebody else wrote this, thank you so much for caring. I can't believe someone actually cares about me. Uh, for years and years, Caroline and Ross have been going into the prison and, and serving people there and helping them to make a plan for their release and then uh, supporting them as they're released to kind of break free from the cycle of crime and punishment that has often been their whole adult lives. And um, during lockdown, they weren't able to go into the prison, but we were invited to record special Catalyst Vineyard worship services that were then beamed into the prison, uh, into the TV in each cell on a Sunday morning. And so all of the guys had access to that. Um, uh, there was one particular individual who they were able to baptise in the prison. They'd known him for 18 years. He became a Christian very recently. He's um, more recently been released. He's part of one of our sites and is doing amazingly well. And his whole life has been completely transformed by Jesus and what he does. Um, so, so Caroline and Ross have worked with 400 and, uh, they've done 473 individual sessions this year with 32 particular clients and also we've been able to start work placement so for people who get community service payback orders or people who are on work placement from the prison they get out on day release they come and work in our church serving all the things that, that are happening and it's an amazing opportunity to be able to offer that. So we're being good news to the best of our ability to our world, but we're also speaking good news. And, you know, we really believe that Jesus uh, was a real historical person who lived a real historical life, who died a real historical death, and was really and historically raised from the dead. And as a result of that, we're trying to tell as many people about that as possible. Um, one of my favourite stories of the year was two little boys from one of our sites and Catalyst Kids who had been lovingly and patiently walking their little friend through uh, towards Jesus and then really recently uh, the wee boy said to them that he'd asked Jesus to be his friend too. It's cool, isn't it? As part of our just desperation to see the gospel go out from this city and this region and reach the rest of the nation, we're absolutely committed to planting as many churches as we can. And so this year we're able to lay hands on and commission um, the Kettles to go and plant Orkney Vineyard Church and then also to lay hands on and commission the Stoffbergs to plant Dundee Vineyard Church. And they're both, both of those two are doing really well, just obviously in the early stages of church planting. Catalyst Live has been an amazing opportunity to get the good news out to loads of people who, who uh, we haven't met before. And so far, just in 2022, 330,000 people have seen some content from Catalyst Live. And 11,000 people have watched a significant chunk of Catalyst Live, which is just an astonishing thing. Um, we've heard some amazing stories about the Holy Spirit just meeting people in their living rooms and doing just amazing things. In fact, there was one person who'd been for months just in agonizing back pain and then there was a word of knowledge uh, during the Catalyst Life service they responded to that just in their in their home and the Lord completely uh, took away all of the pain that they've been struggling with for months it's amazing 
Loads of you have been involved in the Alpha course. The Alpha course is just utterly epic in what it does in introducing people to to the good news of Jesus. And uh, the Alpha ministry has run 35 Alpha small groups in 25 different courses. 186 people signed up for those, led by 63 different individuals. And a whole bunch of people have committed their lives to Jesus as a result. And so people of all ages and stages have become Christians. It's been really difficult this year to kind of get a feel for exactly how many people that is. We've got, we know at least 36 people have committed their lives to Jesus over the course of the last year, but we believe that there are many more. And one of them was called, is a lady called Claire, and she's going to share her story with us now. I feel that my story has been one of darkness and light for many years. For all my adult life, actually, I uh, had my back to God. Um, I felt that God and religion was completely irrelevant in my life. And the thing is about having your back to the light source is that you're left looking at your own shadow. And like in winter, when the sun is, is far away, that shadow for me was long and it was large. And in it, there was an incredible amount of pain and fear, regret, hurt, and an awful lot of shame. And I thought those things defined me and I thought that that was the shape of me. And then somebody invited me to church and very gradually I started turning away from that shadow and turning towards the light of Jesus. And he has shined his light into all those dark places in my life. And I could tell you about all the supernatural things that he's done and all the God incidences and all the wonderful people and he's brought into my life. But actually the most miraculous thing to tell you is that all those things have really been evidence to me that I am loved, I'm seen and I am known by God. And that has been incredible and it's transformed my life. And like in summer, when the sun is right in front of you and you are standing just exactly where you're supposed to be with the light source right above you, there are no shadows anymore. And that's incredible. And it just took one thing. It just took for one person to be brave enough to invite me to their church. powerful stuff and that's just one person remember there are many many more people than that have encountered Jesus it's extraordinary and so like in a moment we're going to worship and uh, all the sites are going to worship too but let me just say this because after the after some worship we're going to talk about the financial resources we're going to talk about how much money you gave and how we spent the money but what you need to understand is your money paid for everything that I've just talked about you know, this is not like random money that goes into a thing. You, you, never, you never know where it goes. It might pay for the roof or something like that. This, this is like money that you give that changes people's lives. And so if you, in, in any of our sites today, if you've given money in the last 12 months, then the things that we're celebrating this morning are things that you have helped to, to pay for. And, and it's a partnership. It's what I said at the beginning. It's a partnership. We pull our resources for the sake of the kingdom. Why don't we stand? Let's celebrate what God's done.